going on everyone DJ here with the Taurus podcast I am going at this one alone we are talking the summer slam takeover weekend that just passed last week <clears throat> and um it was a pretty good weekend pretty good weekend so that Saturday there was um takeover and AEW um and then, of course, the following Sunday was the SummerSlam 2020 You'll Never See It Coming event because WWE is slapping taglines on all of their shows. Except for Payback. I don't think Payback has a tagline yet. Um, I got this bottle of water here. And it is hella nasty. It's got some... It's got my dog's hairs all over it on the outside. Don't have animals, ladies and gentlemen. Don't have pets. It's... It's fucking terrible. They just want to fuck shit up. Um, but anyways, so like I said, I usually I, I started doing like a weekend kind of review of wrestling where I kind of touch on everything that happened during the week. But because it was a pay per view last week and there's a pay per view this week, I've just decided like you know there's no point and um. And doing like a weekend kind of thing. But you know what? I want to say. That if I remember anything from last week. Which I really don't to be honest with you. Because I didn't take any notes. And I don't I don't watch the shows. But we do have payback coming up this um, Sunday. So we'll kind of talk about that um at the end of this there's only like six matches advertised so it's probably gonna be like a two and a half hour show um i'm gonna say try to stretch it for three hours i don't know but anyways let's start with takeover so takeover of course as you know is nxt's um pay-per-view right now i'm not gonna lie this is probably one of the weakest takeovers that i've seen and I think I've seen every takeover since, like, Arrival, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was the first one, actually. They're an Arrival, Fatal 4-Way, Respect, all that shit, right? Now they just name them after the cities. This one was named TakeOver Triple X or XXX or 30, whatever you want to call it. TakeOver Pornhub. So, Big Joseph and Corey Graves and Beth Phoenix were on commentary, although Beth Phoenix was, like, not there. Um, so I guess she did commentary from the studio or in house or however she did it. But those were three on commentary. There was no um, Mauro Nalo. So it is what it is. Um, NXT does not have the pleasure of being in the Thunderdome. They could have at least done it for for this event. You know, had takeover at the uh, Amway, but they didn't. So they still have the uh, developmental fans. So I'm just gonna kind of go through this. You know. Uh, I don't want to want this to be a super duper long podcast because it doesn't need to be. But we had Balor and Thatcher in the first match, uh, which Balor won with the nineteen sixteen. Um, this was a pretty good match. It just wasn't um the four to five star classic that I thought it was going to be because these two are phenomenal, especially Thatcher, man. Thatcher, and, and that's not to discredit Balor because I love Balor, but Thatcher has really become one of my favorites this year, um, especially after his feud with Matt Riddle. Yes, brilliant. Um, and then his his matches with um, Only Lorcan and now Balor, he was on fire. Um, I kind of hope 
that they go back to this feud um, after Balor wins the, the title, which I'll also touch on towards the end of this podcast. So, um, But yeah, really, really, really good match. Just like I said, not the classic that I thought it was going to be. Uh, then we had the uh, ladder match for the North American Championship, um, which included Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, uh, Johnny Gargano, uh, Velveteen Dream, which is very controversial right now, and Cameron Grimes, um, which saw Priest get the belt for the first time. Uh, so that's really cool. I had a friend who said uh, uh, Damian Priest would win, and I thought Bronson Reed would win, but I was wrong, apparently. Um, this was a fantastic match. I thought it started off super slow at first. And at first, I was kind of like, eh. And then after the first eight minutes, it's just like it kicked into high gear. And it was a phenomenal, phenomenal match. So, if you want to watch a, a match from this show, I think this was the best match on the show. Uh, which is crazy, because the first time that the North American Championship was decided, like, to crown the first ever, which was Adam Cole, I believe. Uh, it was in a ladder match. It was a six-man ladder match. Um. Of course, those were simpler times because we had fans and stuff. So, you know, times change. We had uh, spectator fans or developmental fans. So they still made they still they they still make some noise. So it's just it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, congrats to uh, Damian Priest. Uh, we'll see. I think uh, Grimes um, could be the first challenger for that. Which I don't know they feuded um, briefly. Uh, a few months, a few weeks ago, or whatever. So they can just continue that. Uh, the third match on the show was Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. This was really good. This was really good. Uh, Cole won with the Panama Sunrise. Um, now I am, of course, training in pro wrestling, and I've been told that I can no longer watch it as a fan. I have to watch it with like studying and stuff like that and I get that and I kind of studied this match especially Pat McAfee because this was his first match and he, he dude was just off the charts good it's amazing I was amazed really at how um good he really was in this match so hats off to McAfee I, re- I <laughs> it, this was probably like the only match on the card that I studied um especially Adam Cole he's such a fantastic worker uh, so if I could become half the wrestler he is like dude i'd be fucking amazed uh we had eo versus uh dakota for the women's championship which eo won with her um over the moon moon salt or over the moon salt whatever they're gonna call it i thought it was a pretty good match as well um after the match uh what's her name uh, raquel gonzalez i think that's her name raquel I was going to call her Renee for some reason. Renee Young. Renee Young quit, by the way. Uh, SummerSlam was her last official day with the company. Um, but yeah, so Kai lost, of course. Very good match. So Kai loses. Uh, Raquel comes in uh, to attack uh, EO after the bout. And then um, uh, the former champion, whose name is Rhea. Rhea Ripley comes out to make the save. Uh, which is weird because I thought Rio was feuding with Mercedes, uh, unless Mercedes, unless something happened. I don't think Mercedes was even on this past uh, episode of NXT. Um, 
which is so maybe something happened to her maybe she's sick maybe she had a family thing maybe she's suspended and wwe didn't tell us i don't know we don't know what's going on but uh that's that's the situation going on they did have a tag match this past wednesday uh which was won by kai and raquel raquel pin Rhea actually so weird stuff going on with Rhea. Uh, the main event saw uh, Cutter Cross or Carrion Cross uh, defeat uh, Keith Lee with a top rope uh, suplex maneuver uh, to win the NXT Championship. I thought this was a pretty good match. I didn't think it was the best NXT Championship match that they've put on. Uh, and trust me, NXT always puts on some stellar championship matches. But I, I just thought this was pretty average. Um, and that's, you know, I, I could tell Cross got injured. Which of course he did vacate the belt this past Wednesday, and I knew he was injured because there's a spot where Lee throws a clothesline, and um, uh, Cross sold it. And when he got up, as he was getting up, he's like grabbing his arm, and I was like, "Oh shit, dude's hurt." Um, and then of course he did the conference call, and Triple H kind of confirms that he's hurt, but that he may not need time off because it may not require surgery. And then of course this Wednesday they announced that he needs time off and i think it's probably just going to be like a month or two off uh more of like rehabbing more than anything so um he'll probably be back to feud with whoever wins the belt uh this coming tuesday on nxt um and so all in all yeah the show about an eight and a half out of ten i usually never go under a nine for uh takeovers um, and I've seen a lot of people give this show like a 7 out of 10 or 7.5 out of 10. And maybe my, my score is just nice. But I enjoyed every single match on this card. I really did. I didn't think that there was a bad match like at all. Um, which, I mean, I actually I can't say there was a bad match the whole weekend. Not even on SummerSlam. So maybe I'm not too nice. Maybe I maybe just love wrestling. Uh, so let's, let's, let's talk about SummerSlam. SummerSlam, of course... Emanating from the Thunderdome, dome, 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 the Thunderdome, which brings idiotic fans who show Chris Benoit and beheadings, and you know Kenny Omega was actually in the Thunderdome for uh, SmackDown or Raw, one of those, whichever show um, people found the picture on this past week. And actually, we'll talk about SmackDown after we, we cover all these pay-per-views uh, because something big happened on SmackDown that actually ties in with SummerSlam. Uh, and SmackDown, of course, uh, was uh, last night, so still fresh into my head. So we start the show off with Asuka versus Bayley for the SmackDown Women's Champion, which uh, Bayley retains with a roll-up after distraction. That was a decent match, not their greatest. Um, I did not like the fact that Asuka took the pin in this match. I thought it could have ended on a DQ and it would have been better. Uh, but uh, apparently, you know, WWE's done a lot of DQs, so maybe they just wanted to give a definitive finish. I also thought it would have been clever to just do Oscar versus Bailey and then go straight into Oscar versus Sasha instead of having Oscar versus Sasha later in the match, because that would have made more sense to play towards Sasha's character and Bailey's character wanting to weaken Oscar, which they kind of did. They beat her up after the match, but I just thought. Like, now you're giving her time, you know, to recoup. And it, I don't know, it just didn't make any sense. Um, Street Profits uh, defended their title successfully as they beat Garza and Andrade. Uh, pretty decent match. Wasn't the greatest like I thought it would be. 
I don't know what's going on with Andrade and Garza. If Andrade's still being punished for the wellness policy that he failed or what the hell's going on. But I just want everyone to remember that Roman Reigns failed a drug policy in 2016. And he was only punished for like a month. And then he was back to being heavily pushed. So it must feel nice to be the golden boy because... Obviously, sucking on Charlotte's titties don't mean anything to anyone in that company because Andrade is just being fucking buried, buried, buried. I don't even think he took the pin. I think Garza took the pin, but still. The fact that Andrade is not in the world champion mix, uh, world title mix, or, you know, back to being the United States champion, or, you know, just something prominent. Even Garza. Garza's super, super talented as well. My fellow Hispanics are just being held down by the man known as Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, the follow- the next match was the Sonya versus Mandy loser leaves WWE um, hardcore match, which Mandy won with multiple knee strikes. Um, it wasn't the greatest match, but it wasn't the worst match. I thought this was a pretty decent match for what they did. It's a ten minute match, um, and. Mandy won, so Sonya's leaving. They didn't do the hair versus hair match because apparently Sonya's lawyer said that they shouldn't do it uh, because <clears throat> some weirdo tried to, like, kidnap her, um, and apparently it was over that. He didn't want her to lose her hair and shit like that, so they had to uh, improvise. Uh, apparently they gave them the option to end the feud and stuff like that, but I guess they wanted to keep it going. Uh, for their fans, I mean, it was a it was a long built up storyline. So for it to just end like out of nowhere, I mean, yeah, I know people would have understood because of real life situations, but it just you know they 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 made it work. They they did what was best for for them. Uh, and then we had, which I thought was probably uh, one of the best matches of the night, uh, was uh, Dominic versus uh, Seth in a street fight match. With Seth won with a curb stomp. Very, very good showing for Dominic. I would have been disappointed if he had won because this is following the tradition. You know, Rey Mysterio debuted at SummerSlam and he lost. And then, of course, we get Rey versus uh, Eddie and Dominic for Dominic's custody. So that just adds to the SummerSlam tradition. And then we get Dominic's debut at SummerSlam. And I think that's probably why Vince held off. I think somebody told him, like, hey, you know, I'm just debut him at SummerSlam just like we did Rey. And Vince probably like, oh, you know, yeah, let's, 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 uh, let's do that. So... We got that, and it was a really, really good match. Dominic is just really, really good. I know he's young. He He's barely been training for a few years or whatever, so can't wait to see what he can do as he gets older. Um, of course, he's using the Frog Splash as one of his finishers. Uh, that's perfectly normal. Uh, they have strong ties to Eddie. Uh, of course, he uses a 619, uh, and he... Yeah, I mean, he just, he looked like he belonged. He really did. I thought it was a, a really, really great match. Uh, I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad he lost. So, so there's that. Uh, Oscar versus Sasha for the Raw Women's title. Oscar won with the Oscar lock because Sasha can just never defend that belt for anything. Of course, we all know once Sasha wins the belt, we know she's not, we, we know she's not defending it. You know, we know she's going to go take, she's going to, She's going to have a title defense, and then she's going to lose it, but she's not successfully defending it. So, um, 
Sasha lost. And they tried to play it up to like Bailey, you know, didn't help her, didn't do this or whatever. But it's like Sasha lost on her own. Like if you pay attention to the match, we we saw that there was no shenanigans. So, uh, Randy versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship was the best match of the night. And I am so mad that it did not main this show. And it didn't main the show because, of course, something happened into the uh, um, main event. Sorry about that. All right, so Drew wins with a backslide. So during the match, they each try to go for their finishers like a few times. No one hits it. Uh, Randy goes for the RKO towards the end, and Drew turns to a backslide, and then he uh, gets the pin. I thought that that was brilliant because you didn't have anybody hit their their finisher prolongs the feud this is probably one of the best feuds WWE has going right now Drew is putting on hell great matches Randy is putting on some great matches um he's putting on great promos Drew's putting on great promos they have like probably the most wins going on so far it's just fantastic storytelling so can't wait to see them uh go again uh, with this match at whatever pay-per-views in September. I think it's Night as Champions, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they showed Keith Lee was coming to Raw, which, of course, he did. He had he is already interjected in the Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre feud. I'll be honest. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, they could have debuted Keith Lee and, like, the Bobby Lashley stuff and just worked his, you know, built him up. I know he's, like, shown what he can do and stuff like that, but... He does not need to be in the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre feud. That's just my opinion. Uh, Bray Wyatt beat uh, Braun Strowman in the main event to win the Universal Championship. Uh, he beat him with two sister Abigails on the exposed wood for the ring. Wasn't a bad match. Wasn't a great match. Uh, but it was definitely better than their swamp match that they had. After the match, Roman Reigns returns. And then he, of course, destroys both guys. With spear and spear and spear and spear and spear and spear, and spear, and spear, and he's talking all kinds of shit, and he's getting in the face of the, the workers and stuff, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, it's a heel turn! Roman Reigns is turning heel!" And then you have reporters saying, "No, Roman's not turning heel; he's just showing a new side of himself." And then we get to SmackDown, and what happens on SmackDown? Roman Reigns aligns with Paul Heyman. A guy who, if you remember, during his feuds with Lesnar, he criticized Heyman, called him a liar, called him this, called him that. He would never align himself with him after Heyman wanted to align himself with him that one time. He gave him that option, I remember. And Roman just turned it down and just, he's better than this and he's above that and this isn't that. And now he's with Heyman. And then, after the show goes off the air, there's a report that comes out that he is now going to be positioned as the top um, heel while Bray Wyatt will be positioned as the top face um, so this opens up a ton a ton you like you guys don't understand this opens up a ton of possibilities we can have uh, let me just pull it up here because I actually I actually tweeted it because I did you know I want to keep it so we can have Roman versus Matt Riddle. How awesome would that be? Roman 
versus Otis. Roman versus Bray. Roman versus Big E. Or the Usos turn heel and they team up with Roman and Heyman. Or Brock Lesnar comes back and he teams up with Roman. Or he faces Roman with Roman having Heyman by his side. How fuck? This is so crazy, bro. Roman Reigns is paired up with. This is 2020, bro. 2020. Like, this. I can't make this shit up. We are in 20. So much has happened this year. And this is the crazy. One of the craziest ones is that Roman Reigns has turned heel. Something we thought we'd never see. Vince McMahon finally just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm turning this guy. He didn't even care to turn Cena heel. But he cared enough to turn Roman. And you know why? It's because the ratings are dropping. People are saying, oh, Vince has lost touch. Vince doesn't know what the fans want. Yet he turned Roman heel. How the fuck does this man not know what the fan? Y'all better stop criticizing him. Y'all better fucking stop. He is the genius of professional wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. Vince McMahon is a fucking genius. So. Y'all can shove it up your assholes. Um, <laughs> shove it up your assholes. Oh, by the way, uh, Paul Heyman's on SmackDown. AJ is on SmackDown. So uh, is AJ going back to Raw? Because we know that he wanted to get away from Heyman. You know, he wanted to get away from Paul Heyman. But guess what? He couldn't get away from Paul Heyman. Oh, no, my boy. You can't get away from Paul Heyman, my boy. <laughs> my boy, yes, mm, yeah, you can't get away from Paul Heyman, my boy. All right, um, let's talk about um, uh, backlash before we get into the final thing that I want to discuss. Not backlash, payback. It's all the same shit. Backlash, payback. All right, so we've got six matches announced for uh, payback. We've got Bailey and Sasha uh, defending the tag team titles against Shayna and Nia. Um, I do expect a uh, title change there Mm, you're gonna leave Sasha with no belts therefore she is mad and uh, we get the Sasha Bailey feud we've got Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship I strongly see Bobby Lashley taking that belt from Apollo because they made the Hurt Business look fucking weak as shit bro so they definitely need to change that Uh, The Fiend Versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Or no, it's like Braun Strowman. <sighs> Braun's trying to fucking change his voice and shit. Trying to sound like Batman. This is a no hose barred triple threat match. I don't know why they had to say no hose barred. Uh, because it was already a... I mean, I always come to the conclusion that triple threat matches are no DQ anyway. But I think the no hose barred stipulation is probably going to open up the door for Antifa to come in or Alexa Bliss to come in. Um, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I strongly think Roman Reigns is walking. Oh, no, let me let me. I strongly feel like Roman Reigns is going to pin Braun Strowman to win the belt. And then we'll get Braun or we get Bray and we'll either get Bray and Roman feuding over the belt over the next few months or we'll get Otis cashing in on this show which I'm heavily leaning towards I think we'll see Otis walk out with the uh, Universal Championship by the end of this show 
because there is no WWE Championship match on the show. So this is technically it's kind of like a SmackDown kind of, you know, main thing. I don't know how to say it. All right. So then we have Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are already going into Keith Lee versus Randy Orton, something that I honestly thought Randy Orton would beat uh, Drew for the belt. And then we'd have Randy versus Keith Lee for the belt um, in the coming months. But I don't know what they're going to do now. I know Vince is high on Lee, um, but there's no way he can't be high on Orton. Like, Orton has been fucking killing it. (laughs) Ah, he's been killing it. My bad. He has been killing it this year. Like, since the fucking start of the year. He had the mini feud with AJ, leading to the Rumble. Edge came back. He feuded with Edge. And they have both delivered and delivered and delivered. And now he's... Then he fucking turned back into the legend killer, and he's been killing it every week. And now he's uh, in the, the the main event picture. He took out Drew McIntyre with three punt kicks on Raw. I don't know why that needed to happen to begin with. Three punt kicks should have just taken one, but apparently no one's selling the punt kick. Um, so we've got that match, which was actually a match on Raw that got interrupted and or DQ'd or something like that. I see Randy winning by cheating. So there's a way to protect Lee there. Uh, we've got Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. Hopefully Matt Riddle takes that um, and moves on to better things. And then we have Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio, the Mysterios, versus Seth Rollins and Murphy, which um, should be a fantastic tag team match if there's no shenanigans. Uh, Rollins lost Austin Theory. Austin Theory went back to NXT, so... Rollins's group is pretty small. It's just him and Murphy because um, AOP's gone and Theory's gone. So we'll see how they. Uh, I hope AOP goes back to NXT. By the way, they 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 need to go back there. Um, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind if a couple. I think NXT needs some 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 guys to go back uh, and help rebuild and build back up because. I mean, they're still good. Don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, their tag team division is kind of dwindled. Uh, we don't know who the top face is. We know who the top hill is, but he's kind of out with injury. So lots of restructuring down there in NXT. Uh, but like I said, I think we see Seth and Murphy take this one because they like beating Rey Mysterio. Um, but we could also see Dominic and Rey win this one as well. So, you know, who knows? Um, that could very well be a possibility there um nxt on tuesday it will be tuesday it's not going to be on wednesday this coming week and it will be um called nxt super tuesday uh where the nxt championship which is vacant will be defended in a fatal four-way uh 60 minute iron man match that's awesome first of all uh and it will be Finn Balor, um, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole in a fucking four-way 60-minute Iron Man match. I strongly believe that Finn Balor is walking out with the belt and he will be feuding with Tommaso Ciampa or Tommaso walks out with the belt, feuds with Balor maybe for like a month and then Cross comes back and we get the the I thought it would be Champa and Cross feuding regardless because 
<clears throat> because Ciampa was taken out by um, what's his name by Cross and I just figured they'd want to follow that up and what better, what better way to follow it up than just have them feud for the title that Cross just won but of course Cross is out with injury so that sucks alright so let's talk about the last thing I want to talk about so Right after SmackDown went off the air, a tweet went out. Um, the tweet was from Chadwick Boseman's um, Twitter. And it said, uh, it was a picture of him, but it was also um, another picture basically saying that he had passed away. For those of you who don't know, Chadwick is... The man that played in 42, he played um, Jackie Robinson, uh, which I believe was the first movie I had seen him in. I like the movie. I love the movie, actually. It's a pretty good movie. But then, of course, he went on to star in Captain America Civil War um, as T'Challa, which, of course, would be the Black Panther. That would be the first movie that he donned the Black Panther um, outfit in which was in 2016 um, sometime in 2016 he was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer uh, and he never let anyone know and then of course he went on to do the Black Panther movie uh, which came out in 2018 along with uh, um, Avengers Infinity War which also came out later that year and then Avengers Endgame, which came out, of course, last year. That's four major Marvel movies within the time that this dude was diagnosed with cancer. That is four major fucking movies. That means within these mo- in between these movies, this dude was doing his chemotherapy. And he was, you know, trying to take care of himself. And he was, um, you know, just... He's he he was he was very selfless when you think about it because that's something very hard to deal with. Like he, this is stage three cancer, right? And within that, you are filming four major fucking movies. And I know Marvel and Disney had to have grueling schedules, and I'm pretty sure maybe they knew about it. And, you know, they, they worked with him and stuff like that. And, and they respected his wishes of not telling his fans. And at the beginning of this year, there was a picture circulating around where he looked very, very small. And, of course, we have assholes on the, on the Internet who made fun of him looking small and saying he was on crack and doing this and little crackhead and doing that. But he was battling a fucking illness you know he was battling battling a life fucking a life-threatening illness which is of course cancer cancer gives no fucks it will attack anyone it will kill anyone um and unfortunately it was him uh he was 43 years old so i just you know just take time out of your day guys to tell your fan friends family members uh, that you love them because you don't know you don't know what people are dealing with you don't know what's going on uh, a lot of people don't want to tell you because they don't want you to worry um, but I just want to say to him 
um, even though, you know, he's already passed, so it may not matter, because I don't believe in afterlife, I don't believe in that, but thank you for the great movies, thank you for the great performances, um, I had fun mocking the, uh, uh, accent, you know, uh, give this man a shit, you know, Wakanda forever, this is Wakanda, I loved it, um, I loved your, like I said, I loved your performances, I think you were a fantastic Black Panther, uh, my wife loved your movie, um, Black Panther, that is, she thought it was the greatest Marvel movie ever made, um, I know the culture, um, cause I'm, I'm half black, so, you know, the, the black culture really appreciated that movie and what it did for for just for the black culture um and uh, 2020 just fucking sucks you know we lost kobe we lost uh chadwick you know shad gaspar um hell they even announced uh bullet bob armstrong passed away you know uh we have other loved ones near and dear to us catching the virus and passing away from the virus uh we've got fucking racial killings like it's just this year has just been too much so again tell your friends and family that you love them every day you know let's 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 do that because this is this is a lot this (laughs) this is a lot 2020 is a lot um so um condolences to his family you know um his wife i think he had kids maybe um if i'm not mistaken so condolences to his family uh and it just sucks you know it just it really does suck so anyways uh i'm gonna end this podcast here because it is 2 30 in the morning i am tired i don't want to be up and my son wake up and not let me sleep so I'm going to end it and um, we'll talk again. Out. Peace.